RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to the Lawfather podcast. As always, we are here in Lawfather headquarters in the new Lawfather studios, uh, as my buddy Eakin calls it, LFS. Uh, big shout out and thank you to Radio Influence for putting this show on and um, coming up with this uh, really professional level. Um, it far exceeds my talent level that we have for video here. So um, I definitely really appreciate that. And uh, go check out all of the shows that are on Radio Influence, Egan, Jason, Ian Beckles, uh, who I, I think the only place you're going to hear Ian now uh, is going to be on podcast. So uh, you know, I think that's I think that's probably a, a good big move for him. I think it's uh, you know kind of moving on up and and staying with the times. So uh, really excited to hear what has to come from that or, or what is to come from that out into the future. So anyway, um, you know I read a really really interesting article today on on Governor DeSantis and I believe it was ProPublica I don't know anything about ProPublica uh, they must be I, th- I think they're a uh, oh some kind of political type uh, newspaper or, or online I don't know there's very few print newspapers anymore but anyway they uh, I, I think this reporter's intent was to really slam Governor DeSantis and, and show that he was a really really bad guy when he was in college, um, I don't know. I'm not really sure if this hit that mark. So apparently, right? So Governor DeSantis, uh, Governor DeSantis played baseball in college. He played. He went to Yale. 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 See, can't even speak. He went to Yale, and that is, this is going to come around. I have a point to my inability to speak. Played baseball at Yale, right? Undergrad, cool, right? No problem. So apparently he. Went on dates while he was there. And, uh, you know, like anybody who is in college, right, had, look, he was 18 to 22. So apparently, thigh to Governor DeSantis is Thai. Like Thai, like Thai food, T-H-A-I. He apparently pronounces it thigh, right? T-H-I-G-H, right? Or is it T-I-G-H? T-H-I-G-H, I believe. Right? Like your leg, Right. So according to this article, when he would go on dates and he would apparently he loved Thai food. Right. This is the depth of this article. Apparently, Governor DeSantis loves Thai food. And apparently going on these dates, he would invite them out to Thai food, a.k.a. Thai food. Right. And uh, if the girl on the other side said, no, no, it's not Thai, it's Thai. He would find an excuse to get up and leave. Right? Man, he is a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. That was the extent of the article. That Governor DeSantis is a bad guy because he would get up and leave if his date corrected the way he said, tie. Die. Um, you know... Not really big into talking politics on this show, but we got voting coming up, so voting is political by nature. Uh, if that's all you got against Governor DeSantis, um, pretty sure you're not going to really find anything. Like, if that's the most hardcore piece of information that you have, I think he's in his 40s now. I think he's uh, he's a few years older than me, I believe. I think he's like 42, 43. Uh, so 20 plus years ago. 
he would find an excuse to get up and leave a date uh, and end a date. Here's the thing. I don't even think it was he would get up and sneak out. From what I understand, he would find a reason to end the date. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I played baseball in college. We did some dumb things. Like, we were dumb. All of us, collectively. Uh, and I played at two different schools. And guess what? Um, both schools I played at, we were all really dumb. <laughs> like, looking back, you go, really? We did that? Why? Type of thing. So, anyway, uh, ProPublica, good job. Um, I would imagine that's really hard-hitting news. But, anyway, let's let's continue along the lines of Governor DeSantis. Let's, let's turn this back into a legal issue. So, recently, we had uh, 20 people arrested in the state of Florida recently, in the past week or two, that were arrested for voter fraud. Uh, this was from... I don't think it was from the primaries. I think it was from the the previous election. And um, what it has to do with, so back two years ago, I believe it was, Florida passed Amendment 4. And what Amendment 4 to the Florida Constitution said was that felons could vote. Okay, that's that's the overarching high level to it. Now, if we dive a little bit deeper into what Amendment 4 actually said was it gave felons back the right to vote but if you were convicted of murder or rape you could not have your rights restored to vote that is also when when it came time to draft the final bill the legislature also put that if you had fees and fines outstanding you also could not have your rights restored to vote. Why is that a big deal? Well, it is a big deal because it is a felony to vote in the state of Florida if you are not allowed to do so, right? So we have all these people now, all these felons in the state of Florida who by the status of them having paid all their judgments any fines outstanding, and that they weren't convicted of murder or rape, arguably probably the two worst crimes that could be committed. Um, I'm not really sure you, well, I suppose you could, suppose child things would fall under the, the category of rape. So we'll just assume that that falls under that category. I'm not really sure between those two categories of crimes, you find a, a worse crime out there, right? So arguably the worst crimes out there, if you're convicted of it, Right, you you are not allowed to vote. Now, also, these are also the types of crimes that there really shouldn't be a whole lot of confusion as to whether or not you were convicted because they're serious enough that you went to prison, right? I can't tell you, I'm sure it's happened, but I can't think of a time that somebody convicted of murder was then just given probation or somebody was convicted of rape and was just given probation. I, I think you could probably find an example of that for rape before you would find one of murder. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm i thinking you, you could find an example. I, I, I'm not even really sure that you could. So I don't see a lot of room for confusion for somebody to go, hey, yeah, um, I was convicted of murder. And uh, well, I really was confused about what this new voting law was. Right. I mean, look, the reality is you're an adult and if you had your rights taken away from you and you're voting, 
right? You should be able to look up and research and, and look, we have, it's 2022. We have a lot at our disposal. Pretty much everybody who has a phone can get the answers to questions like this at any moment in time, right? So how we have people saying that they are confused, whether or not they were allowed to vote because of the new rights restoration, right, is a little bit beyond me. When, when we're talking about the, the, the rapists and the murderers, now, when we're talking about whether or not fees and fines were paid, I think you can you have more potential to get into a gray area, although I, I am tempted to think that you probably know if you satisfied all of your financial obligations, if you have any outstanding um, liens or, or judgments against you, I would think that you would know and understand that, right? So what is all of this really coming back in and around to? Well, it's coming back to these arrests. And what's the history behind people being arrested for voter fraud, right? And how did this come into play? Because most of the state attorneys in the state of Florida said, no, they were not going to prosecute for the uh, for voter fraud. Okay, so you have state prosecutors saying they're not going to they're not going to prosecute for voter fraud. So what do you do now? Right? Well, you bring on the special prosecutor, the, the state prosecutor, which which is an extension of the attorney general of the state of Florida. Okay, so how does that work? Well, it works like this in order for the special prosecutor to have jurisdiction, meaning that they can work a case, the crime has to have been committed in two counties, at least two counties, more than one county, you could say, right? So if a crime happens, we are in Hillsborough County. If the crime happens in Hillsborough County only, the only prosecutor who can deal with it is the, is the 13th Judicial Circuit State Attorney a.k.a. the Hillsborough County State Attorney, right? Uh, Hillsborough County has, uh, has, one, has one judicial circuit, right? Others, uh, the sixth judicial circuits, Pinellas and Pasco, right? Multiple counties. But let's just say it happened in Hillsborough. So if it happened in one county, you're stuck. You're absolutely stuck. You're stuck with the state attorney assigned for that county. Now, let's just say you want the state, the special prosecutor, you got to have it occur in two states, in two counties. So how do you do that? You go, you got to get creative. And look, sometimes you can get creative in the law and be right. And sometimes you can get creative in the law and be completely wrong. And, you know, as much as I support what the governor has done in the last, I guess it's coming up on uh, four years since we have an election coming up, um, the last three plus years, right? Including, I mean, look, the hurricane response has been absolutely incredible, right? I, I'm, right now, as we sit here today, it's what, the 24th? We have an election coming up in about two weeks. I'm going to tell you, Governor DeSantis wins re-election hands down because of the hurricane response. It's that simple, right? I mean, what was done was absolutely amazing. And, you know, um, you got to give got to give credit where credit's due. Absolutely. So... Sometimes you can stretch things, though, too far. Here was the theory, okay? And it's still at play. But the theory is this. 
that the state prosecutor could be appointed because whatever county you signed your voter registration card and on your voter registration or not card on your application, you put that you attest that you have the right to vote. So you at you sitting there as a felon are signing off on that paperwork saying, I have the right to vote, especially if, hey, you were convicted of murder. You should probably know that, right? But hey, you're signing off. So say you're doing it in Hillsborough County, you signed off in Hillsborough County. Those applications get sent up to Tallahassee, Leon County. And the thought being that, hey, we could appoint the special prosecutor because not only did that person fill out the form in Hillsborough County, they then sent it up to Leon County. Therefore, two counties, special prosecutor. So we have that set up with the, with the two counties and the special prosecutor. And now we go, okay, we're going to prosecute these cases. And in order to start the prosecution events rolling, we got to make arrests. So this newly formed division within FDLE, Florida Department of Law Enforcement, comes out and makes a bunch of arrests, a bunch as in 20, right? Now, first case, there's, there's 20 arrests that have been made. As we sit here today, there has one that has been disposed of, meaning that that case has been ruled on and done. And here's what it was. I believe it was uh, Sarasota County. Um, it was either Sarasota County or, or a county close to Sarasota. It may have been Charlotte County. Either way, the, this gentleman's arrested. He's a convicted felon, convicted murderer. And this new unit comes up, arrests him. And the defense attorney, pretty smart, goes, hey, the state prosecutor lacks jurisdiction. Now, what does that mean if they lack jurisdiction and lack standing, Right. That means anything they do has no effect whatsoever. That prosecutor can't charge you with a crime. That prosecutor can't sign off on your information. And what that information is, that is what's called the charging document. That is what allows the criminal case to move on and continue. So if that, if that office lacks jurisdiction, it's as if, if you or I went in and tried to do something. Right. And the court's going to go, you don't have jurisdiction to make arrests. You, you don't have authority. You can't do that. You can't charge people with a crime. In that particular case, the judge said, yeah, the state prosecutor lacks the authority to do so. Right. So we have this one case that has been disposed of. And we have yet to actually even look at any of the, the actual legal analysis of this. Of, of the actual charges. All we have looked at so far in these is that state prosecutor, yeah, it's really unreasonable to go, the crime happened in, say, Sarasota County. The person signed off on the form and voted in Sarasota County and then sent it to Leon County. That judge said, uh-uh, Leon County being where it processed? No, the crime wasn't committed there. The crime was committed where the voter application form was filled out and where the vote was cast. So if in some way, shape, or form, I could go over to Pinellas County and fill out my Hillsborough County voter registration and submit it in Pinellas County, and then I come back over to Hillsborough County to vote, now, this, that, now the special prosecutor would have jurisdiction, at least according to this case. Okay, 
So that's what's what's really kind of interesting here is is you know we probably have people who who are really critical of of this law and of these arrests that are going to jump up and down and beat their chest and stand on the tables and go, look, see, we told you these arrests were wrong, right? But are they, yes, this judge said that one was wrong and it probably is. Procedurally, these arrests are probably no good with it being run by the special prosecutor. If a state attorney took it or a state prosecutor, just your local one, so Hillsborough County, Pinellas County, the, the ones that are voted on for the specific judicial circuit, they could run with it and they wouldn't have that procedural issue. Okay? Really, really important point. Because then, once we get past that procedural issue of does that prosecutor have the right to do that, to make those charges? Then we have to look at the law itself. Right? So all of this has happened and, and we have yet to actually look at the law. And what this law does, and, and you know, we see it in law textbooks all the time, and it comes up in case law, and we talk about this magical, mythical, reasonable person, right? What would a reasonable person do? What would a reasonable person think? And it's extremely vague. No one knows who this reasonable person is. This, it's called the reasonable person standard, right? And it, and it has to do with what a reasonable person in a similar situation would no one understand. So that said, what we would have to look at if we actually got a chance to analyze the law itself, which is what we're going to take a second and do, is you're that person, you're that convicted murderer. You spent however many years in prison. You went to prison, okay? Let's just say that. You went to prison. Number one, I'm not sure you're forgetting that you went to prison, and I'm pretty sure you're not forgetting why you went to prison, right? It's not a splitting hairs thing. It's not a like um, a theft issue where certain thefts are misdemeanors because of a dollar amount and certain thefts are felonies because of a dollar amount and you weren't sure what the dollar amount was and you didn't go to prison. Like, no. Murder is, murder and rape are two things that, to me, a reasonable person doesn't really confuse and doesn't really not understand what they were convicted of. So you'd have to convince people that it's reasonable that this person, when they were filling out the application, didn't knew that they were not allowed to vote, right? Because they were a convicted felon or a convicted murderer or a convicted rapist. Now, where we create a gray area is on that second charge, right? So Okay, you filled out the form, you sent it in, right? And then you got a voter card back, right? And you went and voted because you got that voter card. And so you end up with two felony charges, two new felony charges, the filling out the form and the casting the vote. Well, here's the thing. And this is where I think the state's piece is going to fall apart. Apparently, the election office had... Staffing issues, I, I guess like just about everybody else, they had some staffing issues. And the elections office is supposed to send to the county a packet when people are disqualified from voting as a result of Amendment 4, which is that, that felon, uh, that, the new amendment that allows some felons to vote. And those packets never got sent. Instead, the Office of Elections never truly vetted any of these applications 
and then sent voter cards. So these felons who fill out the forms and, and will focus on the rapists and the murderers because they're the only ones of the felons and, and the fines, but let's not confuse things, right? They get this card, they go and they vote, and now you're going to charge them with a crime because they had the card and they went and they voted because they had the card? Look, that, I don't see that flying one bit because it's all based on intent, right? What was in your mind at the time? What were you trying to do? Were you trying to get one over on the system? Was that what your goal was? Because if it was, you're guilty of a voter fraud. If that wasn't your intent, if you thought you were voting properly, then so be it. So if you had confusion when you're filling out the application, right? Maybe you should have known. I can't really give you a pass for not knowing when you're filling out the application. But we as the state send, or not we, but the state sends you a card and you go and vote because you got that voting card. I can't fault you for that. I don't know. I mean, what jury in their right mind is going to fault you for voting when you have a voter's card, right? That you didn't go to, uh, pick on my mama for a second. You go, I, look, I spent a bunch of years working in Southern Hillsborough County. You can get anything fraudulent in Y mama. Um, you didn't go down to Y mama and get a voting card down in Y mama, right? No, the state sent you a legitimate voting card. So, you know, here, here's my take on it as I work through the law and, and, analyze it the charges that deal with the applications those are good to me those are solid now getting a prosecutor to jump on it that's a whole nother story don't forget andrew warren in hillsborough county still sits suspended right and removed as a state attorney in hillsborough county because he told he sent a letter said something that he wasn't going to prosecute certain crimes now i don't think it had anything to do with this voting piece but there have been several state attorneys in the state of Florida who have said they're not going to prosecute voting crimes. Why? Well, let's look at the fact that maybe, and I'm not saying this is the case, but maybe because state attorneys are an elected official. Okay? So you go prosecute people for voting, maybe you lose votes, right? And maybe that guy running against you that goes, I'm not going to prosecute for voter crimes. Well, the governor can't suspend that person, but they can suspend the person that's actually working and appointed at the time. So that's just something to consider to keep in mind as to why the local state attorneys might not, right? The special prosecutor is appointed by the attorney general. So you don't have to worry about that, right? You don't have that same thought process of, I need these votes, right? Uh, same thing with the sheriff, right? We would see that at the sheriff's office. Certain things had to be done certain ways because it's an elected position, right? So you always kind of have to keep that in mind. Why are things the way they are? Sometimes it's because that person wants to keep their job. And in order to keep their job, they have to be reelected. So that is the breakdown on the 20, now 19 at this current moment, cases of voter fraud that people have been arrested for in the state of Florida. So right here from the Lawfather podcast right here in Lawfather Studios. Check out all of our social media. Just search for The Lawfather. You'll find us Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, where else are we? YouTube. Check this out on YouTube. And check out all the shows on Radio Influence. 
Lawfather out. <laughs>